Trilogy of Sanity, episode, episode 98. Back with Pastor Andrew. Yes. I have a feeling I could see on the horizon we're entering the city of Ugarit again. I, I, I thought that, you know, after a few of those uh, uh, hot uh, themes which we discussed about this and that, that we can uh, go to our other uh, theme. And yes. uh, here continue like reading uh, those Ugaritic tablets or trying to lift up uh, some of the interesting themes from that yeah. uh, and what, how they can illuminate our uh, current religion uh, as we see it uh, in our world. Yeah. Um, and uh, this time I was thinking actually of uh, one of the ritual or liturgical or how you would call it uh, tablets uh, it's registered under uh, KTU uh, 141 uh, or RS 1.003 and uh, it is uh, described different ways but uh, it's uh, a list of sacrifices or lists of rituals for the calendar month of vintage so uh, it's uh, i don't know that month uh, oh no <laughs> that, that, that was the autumn aha uh, -huh. uh in um i think that in uh, hebrew it was tishri uh, it, this is an uh, equivalent to the the this holiday, which is being here described in Ugaritic text, uh, would be uh, an equivalent to Hebrew and Jewish uh, holiday of uh, Sukkot. Ah. That's the holiday of Booth, when uh, we have all these non-permanent <laughs> structures here yeah. in New York City built whichever way on, um, on, on porches, balconies, yeah. uh, courtyards uh, and, and so on and uh, our neighbors eating their their dinners and, and having jolly good time. Yeah, um, I think in, in some orthodox sections of the city they actually sleep in them. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's interesting here because uh, this, uh, this ritual calendar uh, for that particular month is uh, preserved on two clones, two tablets, and uh, almost identical. Uh, and uh, so the damage can be kind of uh, reconstructed from the other text and so on. And uh, it's exhaustive. Uh, it's it's really interesting to, to observe how they were proceeding from one day to another and what kind of sacrifices to what deities they were bringing and, and so on and so forth. Uh, there are something like uh, in offering it is uh, in within a month 180 different items mm. which are being sacrificed. Wow. And uh, almost to 30 different gods. Uh, of course, the primary was Ilu or El, uh, the head of Pantheon, and Baal, 
uh, as uh, the main uh, active god of Ugarit, uh, but then there are uh, plethora, panoply of, of all different deities, even minor deities like messengers of God are receiving mm. some sacrifices and, and so on and so forth. So uh, it's, it's really interesting that that kind of... Uh, depth and uh, clearly uh, vintage was a major event in the life of the society and uh, also interestingly they were building these booths Ugaritic people were building Whoa. those booths on the flat roofs of their houses Whoa. Uh, uh, they are using different term for that yeah but we know that there are non-permanent structures built on the roofs, uh, which are playing then a role in that re in those rituals. Probably they were building them elsewhere as well. Uh, wow. But here they are mentioned in connection with the royalty uh, and. Um, towards the end of that ritual uh, calendar uh, that means uh, we are approaching the end of the calendar and when the uh, king is uh, going through the process of desacralization you know he was made sacred at the beginning of the month uh -huh. he stayed sacred so that uh, he could participate or lead uh, even uh, the uh, those rituals and sacrifices and then towards the end of the month uh, he was uh, desacralized or mm -hmm. uh, made not non-sacred mm -hmm. therefore you know a, a, again fully approachable and so on mm -hmm. and in that context we are learning about these booths uh, on the uh, roof and covered with branches and that is exactly wow. the same word which is used in Hebrew wow. That, that is very interesting uh, observation uh, and kind of confirmation of what uh, theologians, uh, critical theologians, uh, were saying for a very, very long time. That, frankly, uh, all main uh, Jewish holidays or Hebrew Bible holidays uh, are borrowed up or are just uh, taken over yeah. <laughs> uh, from an older Canaanite rituals and uh, made into that exodus uh, kind of narratives yeah. or exodus stories uh, uh, and that it is relatively thin veneer mm -hmm. uh, of that. Uh, so uh, out of those uh, Pesach was uh, a holiday of transmigration mm. of the herds that will be the shepherds uh, agricultural uh, holiday when they were moving from winter to summer uh, grounds with their flocks mm -hmm. and offering the, the sacrifice as they were preparing for it. Mm -hmm. uh, then, uh, uh, then Shavuot that's the holiday we are celebrating today when we are recording mm. uh, uh, 25th uh, of May. Uh, and uh, that was uh, the holiday of uh, gathering of 
cereals, celebration of harvest. And then Sukkot is the holiday of vintage, of gathering of fruits, of orchards mm -hmm. and vineyards. Mm -hmm. uh, and then all these holidays, uh, old Canaanite holidays, uh, got that kind of very thin uh, explanation from uh, exotic mm -hmm. uh, lore. Yeah, uh, from from the story about Exodus. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Pesach uh, got the story of leaving Egypt. Mm -hmm. Shavuot uh, got uh, transformed as an uh, a holiday of uh, Torah. That it was uh, the day when Torah was given to those who were in Sinai and Sukkot uh, was uh, the holiday reminding them of their camping out <laughs> mm -hmm. during those 40 years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but originally and clearly, you know, just looking under the surface of all these holidays, you see that there were uh, agricultural holidays in truth mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. exotic uh, explanations were just very thinly added to to the surface of those holidays mm. uh, and they were kind of repointed yeah for that uh, would this come as a revelation to Jews now or would they would they or would they think well, that's great. That means that we're even more embedded in a tradition. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would it give even more kind of legitimacy, almost? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it very much depends, because among the Jews, you have the similar uh, spectrum of, of yeah. reactions yeah. to a, a modern anthropological scholarship. <laughs> yeah. uh, like you have among the Christians. So there are some who completely embrace it and see it as a, as a continuation, the way I see it. Yeah. You know, it's a, a, just a beautiful continuation of all those uh, ancient Canaanite, uh, you know, going as far as we can see, you know, really yeah. to the times of pre-written uh, religion uh, and, and the dawn of civilization, really, yeah. you know, with agriculture. Uh, and uh, then the, but then uh, you know Bible gives it uh, or Hebrew Bible gives it its own spin you know yeah. uh, uh, that exclusivistic uh, right. tries to you know acknowledges that it is an harvest holiday for instance and so on but uh, it's kind of adding this over that mm -hmm. and uh, uh, it's um, that exclusivistic nature is is definitely present there so that makes it for some people especially those kind of uh, inclined to be more fundamentalistic uh it be, it becomes problematic mm -hmm. uh, but uh i you know it's it's just uh and beautiful thing uh by the way, Christians did exactly the same thing with holidays. Uh, you know, so uh, 
over this uh, Harvest Home holiday, we are right now celebrating, uh, you know, Jewish tradition put that uh, celebration of the gift of Torah, while uh, Christians made it into Pentecost, mm -hmm. the gift of, uh, of Holy Spirit, uh, mm -hmm. almost single-handedly uh, uh, evangelist Luke did that in mm -hmm. Acts, mm -hmm. you know, with his project of creating a Christian calendar. So, uh, I don't know whether it was mimicking the Jewish tradition or just regular recognition that uh, any legitimate uh, religion needs to have its own calendar mm -hmm. with its own holidays. And he decided to kind of subdivide the major event of Easter into its uh, different components mm -hmm. and made them into holidays along the church year mm -hmm. so that's uh, uh luke uh, doing it but uh even further and later uh for instance uh, that this kind of christianization of of pagan holidays uh, you have in in christmas mm. and we talked about it extensively well when we uh, did the the series on on christmas if you remember that that it was uh, originally a holiday of sol invictus uh, victorious son in yeah. in 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 Rome, uh, which uh, got uh, um, baptized, <laughs> sort of, you know, or taken over by Christianity and made into what we know these days Christmas, uh, and uh, not only uh, holidays but uh, also locations were similarly uh, taken over and repurposed. Uh, I, I know it from Europe, you know, you have many, many places. And I think that, again, we talked about it to some degree in a, some of our older uh, podcasts that, uh, you, you know, you see all these uh, uh, churches or pilgrimage uh, shrines in places which are clearly uh, predating Christianity mm -hmm. and were associated with uh, with either uh, definitely before Christianity came with uh, Slavic deities and before that most likely Celtic deities because my homeland was originally settled by Celts then uh, mm -hmm. Germans and Slavs finally came and kind of washed over that region. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, holidays are simply an, or these agricultural, uh, agricultural events yeah. are asking or requesting or are prone to, to be celebrated. And if they are celebrated, then different religions will come and take them <laughs> and and make them into their own. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when we are celebrating Harvest Home, of course, it's a marvelous uh, and, and a great relief. Yeah. You know, because right before they started to harvest, uh, one can imagine that uh, traditional societies were running low on supplies. Yeah. And they were really hard pressed, and so when they finally had harvest home, and they unlocked that harvest, that was one of the rituals that you know the first they have to offer the first of the harvest to unlock the harvest, and then they have festival. Mm. 
and, and they could celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a similar way, um, um, you know, grape harvest or fruits harvest uh, was a similar joyous occasion which ask for celebration and to be guarded and uh, surrounded uh, with religion mm-hmm. you know different observances and and um, respectfulness also mm-hmm. uh, so that we don't we humans uh, don't overreach, say, also, that there is that proper decorum. Kept. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the, the that religion which was uh, helping uh, of doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, no, no surprises there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, but but recognizing that is still not worthy of noting, and including really, you, you know, like those canonized building their booths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pagan with how, how many gods did I mention that right. they had? You, right. you know, like uh, uh, something like nearly thirty different deities. Uh. Uh, to which they were uh, offering those sacrifices. Even the messengers of God. Uh, oh, because they were deities. Right, and they yeah, they yeah. want to keep them happy because the yeah, messages sure, sure, keep sure, coming. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they, they are kind of... No, no, they are messengers sometimes between the gods also. Oh. You know, they are not only messengers like angels bringing messages to, right. uh, uh, to humans. But uh, the other thing is that here the king is playing an important role. And here you have an example of uh, what what is uh, traditionally called divine king, you know, or king which plays some re- important religious roles, uh, almost like an uh, high priest or equivalent to high priest mm-hmm. in inaugurate. Uh, and again, something like that is is present in in the Hebrew Bible. To some degree, they are in in among the Semites. Uh, kings are not directly gods, but they are divine, or they are mm. edging towards that. They uh, and um, their role is equivalent to priesthood. They, they play roles uh, of priests or those who are bringing sacrifices uh, are present at different religious rituals. And they are also brought into the office in a similar way like high priests are by mm-hmm. being uh, anointed, mm-hmm. uh, by being uh, having the oil, the special anointing oil poured upon them. That was funny when we had that uh, uh, coronation of uh, Charles. Uh-huh. Uh, you know that they were doing it uh, their way. Uh, also, uh, I, I I don't know whether it really harkens. Uh, it's most likely kind of uh, my my feeling. There is uh, now that it's a tangential completely. You know, but it's interesting to to, to know that uh, that anointing of the king. Uh, behind the paravan uh-huh, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. uh, in, in privacy 
and and from the spoon mm, yeah you know mm-hmm. special anointing spoon yeah uh, which I, I I must say I I highly I did not study that but I highly suspect that this is a borrowing from the Hebrew Bible mm. with uh, maybe not really fully understanding <laughs> because in Hebrew Bible it was really pouring oil over the head uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> while over here they have a, a spoonful of oil <laughs> which then they are smearing on uh-huh. their uh-huh. <laughs> on their kids in yeah. London you know it's yeah. it's funny yeah. uh, that way but uh, you know it's it's uh, interesting to see how things get picked up or yeah tra- translated and 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 uh, reappropriated and, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know it, it might hearken to some uh, ancient Anglo-Saxon rituals which mm. were completely different from mm. from those biblical ones uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's still nevertheless quite funny mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and a hodgepodge of all different rituals you know, right. which are kind of cuttered together right and, uh, but that, that that's the human religiosity there and you, and, you know uh, and for that uh, I think it is appropriate for our um, religious sanity uh, podcast uh, you know like recognizing uh, yes. That has been always like that. Yeah. You know, just look at this ritual calendar of vintage, uh, yeah. you know, where you have 160 sacrifices to 30 deities, yeah. most likely very eclectic, uh, syncretistic gathering of all different influences together yeah. uh, just to make it uh, auspicious and yeah. successful vintage. Yeah. Uh, or with the coronation, you know, like those Anglicans gathering <laughs> all different kind of things and borrowing it from Catholics and yeah. from Hebrew Bible and everything. Yeah. Kind of gathering it and, you know, having the uh, royal orb and scepter and um, sword and yeah. crown and this and that yeah. and anointing and, you know, uh, but, and- but, the idea that so many people watched it too means that we are still in need of this ritual mm-hmm. or in 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 all in awe of it at least right and 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 that's why i think that it is interesting to talk about it from a religious sanity perspective yeah. you know to, to to recognize the syncretistic and uh eclectic uh, gathering of all different symbols and rituals and, yeah. and everything and frankly now we can uh, you know we are not in medieval europe uh we we cannot be beheaded so we we, we can have some laugh at it yeah <laughs> you know let us have I, yeah. i'm republican i i mean uh, by uh, not royalist uh, yeah yeah you know not uh, in american political yeah, yeah, sense yeah. and uh i i find it fascinating you yeah know, you know it's 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 just uh funny to observe yeah and uh, and you know taking it too seriously i think it's uh that's what's very good about what you bring us and you you leave us the room to not take it seriously to enjoy it and to learn from it in that way in a very light way that's very valuable and understanding those deep roots also you know understanding deep roots uh enjoying that uh, but at the same time not taking it uh 
extremely seriously to yeah. the point that uh, we would be uh, obsessive compulsive about it you know right. which uh, religion always has tendency of of being and really i i understand yeah. studying the religion as a great liberation from this obsessive compulsiveness right right thank you yeah thank, thank you. you for bringing this till next time bye bye